Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. the uh, second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer joining you from Toronto. We'll have the City Ford face-off show 3.30 Edmonton time. Puck drop at 5 o'clock. Connor McDavid back in the lineup for the Oilers. Uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl going up against John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor and our title sponsor Digitex. Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans. Saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small town dealership with a new, huge, state-of-the-art facility just outside of Edmonton, 20 minutes away. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan which is uh, the hometown of uh, Mike Commodore, Ray Whitney, Joffrey Lupel, and uh, consensus top six pick for the upcoming NHL draft, Kirby Dock. As promised, uh, in this hour, uh, we will hear uh, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. We'll also hear from Edmonton Oilers defenseman Adam Larson, the Oilers and the Leafs tonight. But it is Pink Shirt Day, uh, which is to combat, uh, it's basically an anti-bullying campaign, and I'll be frank with you. As someone who's in his 50s, uh, personally wasn't cognizant of this 25, 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, when I played midget double-A hockey, we didn't, uh, we took a team uh, vehicle. Uh, we didn't take team buses. We were on individual vehicles. Our next guest uh, spoke about this and has addressed some significant issues along this lines. And that's former NHLer Daniel Carcillo. So we welcome Daniel to the show. Daniel, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'll be honest with you. When you played, uh, I remember the night of the Mark Messier retirement night. Uh, that was not a good night for J.F. Jocks. <laughs> I recall no. early in the game, you did a bit of a number on him. Uh, I know one mm-hmm. time you careened into Tom Gilbert uh, when we were in Chicago and uh, lost your balance on the play and had a, a nasty collision there. You played on the edge. So to see you being an advocate for stuff like this, I think is... Uh, 
is eye-opening for a lot of people out there, especially given the uh, the veracity that you played with, Dan. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe just tell people why you're you're compelled to comment on some of the challenging uh, issues that you've had in the past, and why you want people to be socially aware. Well, I think obviously everybody has a different experience uh, within hockey culture, within dressing rooms, on buses. My experience wasn't the greatest in Sarnia, and to be honest, I never thought about it um, for a second until I saw that St. Mike story. And emotional trauma is a funny thing. You can you can put it away in a box for 13, 14 years and read an article, and it can all come rushing back to you and have a semi-panic attack. And um, you know, needed to find an avenue to get out what I was experiencing. And you know, to your point with the way that I played the game, uh, it is hard for some people to come around to my message as far as what I advocate for um, with proper understanding, diagnosis, and care for TBI. But on a on a further note, with with the bullying and the abuse stories, um, it's not easy to digest. And so in my playing career, if you didn't like me, then I was doing my job. Right. And if you don't like what I'm saying about hockey, I understand that people like it and love it. And it's like religion in Canada. Um, If you don't agree with it or you don't want to hear it, it's an uncomfortable truth. You, it, it, it means that you need to listen. If it makes you uncomfortable, you've probably come in contact with it. And I'm not an angel. You know, I was throughout my career at times verbally abusive. And, um, it, I'm, I'm not trying to be a god, and I'm not trying to... I'm very well aware that I've given out numerous TBIs. I'm, I'm human. I've made mistakes. And... Until I got to about 25, when I found spirituality, I was a pretty reckless human being on and off the ice, and I freely admit that. And I think I one thing I've tried to do since I was 25 and since I got introduced to um, being cognizant of, of what I say and that my actions affect people and my words affect people is to move forward and to grow every day and to try to give back. I've been given a lot, and a lot of it has been because of my work ethic and my hard work, and I've earned what everything that I have. I think some people in the hockey community tend to forget that if you're not singularly focused and if you don't have your stuff in order when you get to training camp, you're not on that team. So it's very much an individual um an individual focus until you actually get on the ice. Everybody has their own warm-up routines, their own workout routines, their own diet. So, you know, moving forward in life, I just want to try to highlight these stories because there's a lot of people that I've come in contact with that have similar stories about abuse of power, and that's what this is. And I've made references to the Me Too movement because that's what that is. It's it's just strictly abuse of power. And when, in my experience, um, when you have a coach who's still coaching in Canada, when you have this man who harbors a certain culture and has already broken young men, and then it ends up 
filtering into the next year and the next year and then other organizations and other younger kids, it's a problem. And it needs to be talked about. And it needs to be talked about because he held my career in my hand, when, even though I was drafted. If I didn't do what Jeff Perry said, he could have essentially tarnished my name and to the scouts in Pittsburgh. And um, so when I make a reference to abuse of power, it's, it's very, it's, it's very, or it was very toxic. I know that they've made steps to change that, but um, I've been contacted by numerous people, numerous families um, that have had similar experiences. And I just want to be able to make sure that they're heard. You know, and I think the more people that talk honestly and vulnerably about their experiences, whether it's good or bad, because and it's not all bad. I've had good experiences as well. Um, I think, you know, it gives other people power and other families to come forward who don't have a platform like I have. So that's right. one of the main reasons why I do it. So, Dan, it's interesting because when I started out as a broadcaster, uh, I worked with a program with a guy named Claire Drake who last year was put in the Hockey Hall of Fame, who never once swore to a player or verbally abused a player, uh, who tried to treat uh, his players and the support staff, and I was an extended form of that with Bill Moores as the coach there as well. They, they tried to treat each individual that they dealt with with decency and respect, so ultimately we didn't want to let them down. And so that's part of, you know, when, when we talked off air, I said, you know, when I, and I want you to tell a story about when you were a junior and on the bus because I can't even relate to it because when mm-hmm. I was doing the Bears games, we didn't ever speak negatively even about the opponent's team. And we cert- there was certainly mm-hmm. never any, there, there was barely any good-natured sort of ribbing or anything like that that took place. Like it was such a professional environment and such a classy environment when I hear, and I'm aware of these stories, you know, we had Graham James. Mm-hmm. My cousin played for Graham James. And mm-hmm. uh, Ian Herbers, who's the coach now at the University of Alberta, played for Graham, Graham James and was on that bus to mm-hmm. Swift So when we hear these stories, they're not surprising. But you were really, if you could PG-13 the story for our listeners mm-hmm. about riding that bus in junior in Sarnia and why uh, you felt compelled to get that message out. Yeah, uh, one of the bigger instances when the abuse kind of leaked outside of the dressing room, because one of Jeff Perry's favorite sayings was, let's win, we'll lock this room, we'll lock everybody out, and we'll enjoy it in the room. And that meant lock the GMs out, lock our parents out, lock everybody out. Um, And one instance from Sarnia, excuse me, from London to Sarnia, they stuffed eight of us naked in a bathroom. It's called a hot box. Yeah. And uh, they tape up your clothes, and you have to get your clothes on or a shirt before you can come out. They were spitting chew through the vents. Um, And it was a pretty degrading but regular occurrence. Um, You know, other PG stuff that I can tell you about, you had to bob for apples in a cooler full of uh, urine and chew spit. Uh, Other instances were... Um, there was a, a pizza box, uh, and, you know, sometimes the vets would make you sit by them. You couldn't yeah. eat the pizza, but you had to rub it on your face and just sit there. And, um, 
this stuff, so this stuff all goes back to, again, a coach who harbored this, this culture, right? And yeah. uh, that, like, to your experience, like, listen, I would not have gotten to the NHL if I didn't have really good coaches. And I was lucky enough in A coming up my whole career to have uh, Rob Gibb, who was amazing. And then uh, Greg Gilbert after Sarnia. Sure. In Mississauga, um, yep. Yeah, and Mississauga was amazing. Greg Walters, even after Jeff got fired, was amazing. Um, you know, other coaches that stick out are um, uh, Coach Q, uh, Quinville in Chicago, John Stevens. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of yep. really good encounters. Uh, uh, Mr. Gagne, uh, Simone Gagne's um, father, was amazing with me in Milton. Um, and he was a big reason that I went to Sarnia because him and Dino Cicerelli were really good friends. So, you know, when I talk about this, even though I, I talk about hockey culture, I speak about hockey culture because the, the saying of what's said in the room stays in the room, I know that still exists. You know, and what I do and what I talk about, I'm essentially a pariah because you're not supposed to talk about that, right? And I don't believe in that. I just don't believe in that because it also, that harbors an environment for these people, um, whether they're few or there's many, to continue what they're doing. So, um, you know, but I want to reiterate that, you know, there's been some really amazing coaches that I've had along the way, and there's also been, in, even in the NHL, some people that I will not speak kindly about, and I will tell the truth about my experience with Daryl Sutter in L.A., you know, and that's because you know what you what you mentioned that um, that culture was harbored to treat everybody with respect. Well, Daryl didn't do that. You know, he didn't do that with female flight attendants after we won a game or excuse me, lost a game. Like there was instances where he wouldn't feed us on the plane. And this is in the NHL. Yeah. You know, he would kick guys out of a room because they were injured, and he didn't want their negative energy in there. Specifically, Matt Green. Like it's just not. It's not right. You know, and I will speak about it because I think these men need help. Jeff Perry, all right, is still coaching. And Hockey Canada, they need to look into why he still has a job with the Moortown Flags Junior C team after going from the Sarnia Sting to the London Knights to Lampton AAA um, to the Legionnaires. Okay, and getting fired from all of those organizations for abuse allegations, and now he's in Moortown, and he just got uh, suspended for abuse of official. Hockey Canada needs to take a look into Jeff Perry, all right? And he should not be able to coach anymore, in my humble opinion. We're joined by Dan Carcillo. Uh, Dan is an advocate uh, dealing with uh, various different topics including, uh, now you've got a, a, a prominent uh, social media awareness out there as a former player, uh, and today is Pink Shirt Day. Can you speak to, what's, the, what's been the response like? like? Like, look, I'm an Oilers broadcaster employed for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and our organization has massively underperformed, which means on bad nights, Dan, I get it too, because I put a tweet out after every game. So you can sit there and try to accentuate the positive and talk about having two of the, 15 best players in the world in your team, but you know what? Mm -hmm. You're still going to get, and, and it's not that bad, and I don't dare compare it to what you got to go through. So on that note, the stuff that you've advocated for, how has the response been like through social media? It's been 
Um, you know, pretty positive. There's obviously those those trolls that, um, and when I say trolls, they're evil, trash-talking people who usually don't use their real name um, making posts. And when I see that, um, a part of me really wants to react, right? And because at, at heart, I'm a fighter, okay? And uh, well, I like fight. to fight There's for no what I about that. Yeah, and I like to fight for what I believe in. And I don't think I don't think it's it's always necessary for me to let people off the hook just because I have a blue check mark beside my name. They think they can say whatever they want. I will call you out. And what I what I essentially try not to do, and what I learned when I was 25, someone handed me a card and it said, "Don't uh, do not let anybody rob you of your peace." So. I try not to let people rob me of my peace, but I will highlight what they say sometimes, and I will try to hold them accountable for their evil, trash-talking ways. You know, and uh, social media, Twitter specifically, is a war zone. All right, and when you're going up against, like I said, hockey is religion in Canada. When you're going up against um, essentially hockey culture and highlighting the bad, you know. Um, then you better expect some pushback. I'm not naive to that fact, you know. And the way that I deal with it, well, I try to focus on um, on the positive messages, and I try not to get too enthralled or too deep into the negative stuff. And and when I see somebody making evil or trash trash talking comments, um, and I look at their followers, and they have two, and my first instinct is to respond. Well, I just click the three buttons. Or the three dots by the uh, by the follow button, and I, right. I hit mute and I hit block, so I don't have to listen or worry about it again because they don't deserve a response in many cases, you know. So um, that's how I keep my peace, and um, you know, even if there's like a, an exchange, like I love exchanges, you know, I love debating in a civil manner, you know, and. Uh, I can freely admit when I'm wrong, and people have changed my perspective on the way that I go about things, you know, and I've tried to change um, certain certain things, uh, certain things that I comment on in, in, in my mannerisms, because sometimes when it's rah-rah wreck the place, like it was early on because you're frustrated and angry, well, that message gets lost on people, and so... Uh, the message of advocacy ultimately gets lost. So it's it's a it's a delicate balancing act. And what I would tell people out there is on this day, especially just to, um, you know, what you need to understand about these people is somebody hurt them. It wasn't me. And what they're saying shows me a lot more about them um, than than what it says about me. You know, and they're just trying to get a reaction. And in a lot of instances, I just don't give them that um, satisfaction. Daniel, we have to wrap this up. Uh, can you just give us your uh, Twitter uh, address? Because we've got a lot of people that have texted the show. Uh, great interview. There's way too much of this sort of crap going on in dressing rooms today. Trucker Dave has texted the show to say, powerful interview. Thank you for having uh, Daniel on. Uh, another one saying, system failure. Uh, no, uh, you know, no Justin, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, mm -hmm. and not everybody's, not everybody's digging it. They're, they're, but still, I think it'd be great if, uh, uh <laughs> throw your Twitter address for us so people know how to follow you. Yeah. Not everybody needs to dig it. You know, like it's, that's okay. Like if this world would be a really boring place if everybody agreed with me, I don't want everybody to agree with me, you know? And so, 
my my Twitter handle, <clears throat> excuse me, my Twitter handle is carbombboom13, and my Instagram is danielcarcillo13, and uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, YouTube slash Daniel Carcillo, where I make videos and address this type of stuff, but also um, post things about uh, hope and and treatment options for uh, traumatic brain injury and post-concussive syndrome. We'll have that conversation for another day. Thank you for taking time to join us here in Oilers Now. Okay, Dan? Take care, man. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. You bet. That's Dan Carcillo, longtime NHLer. No question, he punched above his weight class as a player. Uh, I'd say he punched above his weight class in that interview. Not an easy topic, uh, and not everybody agrees with him on every topic. Uh, I think most people in Edmonton, though, do agree with my categorization of uh, of how Claire Drake conducted himself as a coach. Uh, you get a lot farther these days being positive than you do negative. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. And Bob Starr for joining you. Guests on the show receive gifts, cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, and Northside. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line and reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Special thanks again to Daniel uh, Carcillo. Uh, Beth says, Bob, my son played rec hockey till he was 13. He quit because of the locker room verbal bullying from the coaches. Uh, they even had the Pink Purse Award that they gave out uh, after each game. That comes to us from uh, Beth. Wow. Uh, surprised people do stuff like that today. Uh, Bob, uh, please tell uh, Dan to keep up the great work. That text comes to us from uh, Edmonton. Other texts are out of Grand Prairie. Great job, Dan. Thanks for time to joining us. Uh, another text from Trent in Warman. Last season, her daughter quit ringette. It's come to her attention that uh, her abusive coach has uh, quit over the uh, uh, past uh, week. So, I mean, these are serious conversations with uh, – real changes in complexions in society. All right, here we go. Uh, Brennan uh, Escott is going to take you home the rest of the way. Uh, i got to hop on the uh, bus to get down to what is now known as uh, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, we've got a segment coming up with Mark Spector after a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.